Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with our listeners once again today. So thankful to have this opportunity to gather together each day right here on Search the Scriptures and do exactly that. Get into God's Word, dig deep, look at those scriptures in detail, and yet try to explain them in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. Now, if you're listening for the, for the very first time, our prayer is that as you continue to listen, that you will very quickly come to realize that we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We do dig deep. We do search the scriptures in detail. We do not just talk about the Bible, but we study the Bible and help you come to a better understanding of what God's Word really says and how it applies to your life specifically. Now, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we believe that the best thing that we can do for you is to teach you God's Word. As you learn God's Word more fully, then your faith grows stronger, fuller, deeper, and you are better equipped to be able to make up your mind to come to God his way through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Jesus as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood, that the blood he shed on the cross so long ago is still 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins right here today. We want to help you get to heaven. And we really do. We pray for you. We really do. So we pray that as you listen, you'll become more and more convinced of, of what God wants you to do. And more and more convinced that that is your real hope. That is your real direction in life. And that's what will really give your life meaning and purpose and fulfillment. To walk with God and ultimately look forward to being with him in heaven for all of eternity. Now, have a pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. At the end of the program today, we'll tell you how to contact us. Jot down that information and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. We send it all across the country, literally. And it is free, and we'll even take care of the postage. Also, you can receive a copy of today's program on CD, again for free, and we'll take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask for these very important and very valuable study materials. Just ask. So write down that information. Now also, go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to a podcast button, click on that, and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. We're not after your wallet. We want to help you get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, it'll only take you about one minute. Then you will automatically receive all of our radio programs, all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily short, about a 12 or 13 minute Bible study each day that we call today's Bible class. All of that will automatically go to your smart device, whichever one you choose. Your smartphone, your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever device you choose, it'll be automatic. And again, it will always be free. So, churchofchrist.com. Be sure to check out our website. You can also download hundreds of biblically-based articles 
that talk about various spiritual matters and from right from the scriptures. So that can be a, an, an, a valuable study material for you as well. We're going to get back into our study that we began last time, asking this rather pointed and yet rather open question. Are you ready? Are you ready? Well, you might think of somebody who is about to embark on some really big endeavor. Are you ready to take that step? Maybe somebody who is about to step out on stage and make a public speak, a speech, or maybe a performer who is going to step out on stage and sing a song. Are you ready? A whole lot of people, when it comes to some kind of public appearance, well, it's really tough for them to get ready. They have stage fright. Are you ready? We talked about what James wrote in James chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. He said, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. We talked about how many people, they seem to make their plans through life. Sometimes they're short-term plans. Sometimes they're long-term plans as though they were totally in control. They were totally in control of what they were going to do, how it was going to work out, and they were totally in control of how long it would take them to accomplish whatever it is their plan was focusing on. James says, you don't know if you're going to wake up tomorrow. What is your life? It is like a vapor. Fog in the morning. You wake up and, oh, you may not be able to see across the street. But within a really short period of time, the fog is gone, isn't it? You can see normal distance. Or maybe you blow, a, blow out a candle and you see that little whiff of smoke spiraling up. And then in just a few moments, it's gone. Well, James says that's what life is really like, physical life. We might think, and especially when we're really young, you know, to a 10-year-old, 20 looks like, whoa, that is so far off. I'll never get to be 20. To a 15-year-old or a 16-year-old, it may even look farther off because they so want to become an adult, be able to make those adult decisions that they can taste it, but they're not there. And so, oh man, when will I get to be this age or that age? But then once a person gets to be about 21, 22, 25, boy, time starts ticking off at a faster and faster pace. And just ask somebody who gets to be 60 or 65 how long a year seems like. It's like it flies by. Well, James says, all of that is true, but time goes so fast. But he says, you don't even know if you'll wake up tomorrow. You don't know how long a life you're going to live. People die every day of all ages. From little babies all the way up to, all the way up to people who are something over 100 years old. You don't know how long it's going to be for you. But he says you make your plans as though... It's all under your control. 
He said, you need to be asking God into your plans. You need to be seeking God's will and his guidance and his wisdom. And when you simply move through life as though you are totally in control, James says there in verse 16, you're arrogant and you're boasting in your arrogance and all such boasting is evil. Well, we need to learn to turn to God. Are you ready? Are you ready to make these life decisions? Are you ready? Are you ready to decide if you're going to go to college or join the military? Or if you're going to go to college, have you, are you ready to decide what the career choice is going to be, what your major is going to be? Are you ready to decide if you're going to get married, who you're going to marry? Are you going to have children? How many children? Where are you going to live? What part of the country? Here? In a house? You're going to buy a house? You're going to rent an apartment? It's all kinds of life life-changing and life-directing decisions. Are you ready to make those decisions? There are a whole lot of people who make bad choices over and over and over and over again and suffer the consequences, but they just almost never seem to learn the lesson that they need to turn to God for his wisdom and guidance in making those choices in life. Well, here's a more profound and important direction or focus in your making choices and choosing direction in your life. More more important, far more important than deciding if you're going to go to college or not, if you're going to join the military or not, what branch of the military you're going to join, which college you're going to go to, what are you going to major in, are you going to get married or not, are you going to have children or not, are you going to buy a house, are you going to rent an apartment, or how long are you going to rent an apartment, are you going to buy this car or that car, those choices, they're big, they're important, but far more important than being ready for, to make those choices, are you ready to face your Lord at judgment? Are you ready for the end of your physical life? If you happen to be following along in the scriptures, turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. In verse 3, we read this. Now as he, that is Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming, and of the end of the age? Interesting. Interesting. Well, think about any moment in life. When will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming? You see, the Lord is going to come again. On that day, time will be up because that will be the final day of judgment. So, his disciples were asking him privately, tell us when these things will be. When will these things happen? Give us the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. Jesus responded initially in verse 4 of Matthew 24, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. 
and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass before the end before the end is not yet, or but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, things are going to happen. We have famines today, don't we? Different parts of the world, droughts. We have pestilences. They come, they go. Another one comes along somewhere down the road. That's part of life in this world. That's the part of the reality of living in the physical existence in this world. But let's drop down to verse 36. And this is important. This was important for those disciples who asked him, what will be the sign of your coming? Tell us when these things will be. In, in verse 36, Jesus says this, of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. So Jesus says only God the Father knows when the time for this world will come to an end. Now that could be 10,000 years from now. It's been almost 2,000 years since Jesus uttered those words, made that statement. But it could be 10 minutes from now. Because you see, Jesus said, what again? Of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Then we read further. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came, and then took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. Have you ever stopped and imagined what it must have been like for the people in Noah's day? They were going on about their business, their daily affairs, the normal routines, the things they always did day by day. They would go to bed at night. They'd wake up in the morning. They'd go to work, whatever the profession might be, whatever the job was. If they were farmers, they'd go out into the fields. They'd do whatever needed to be done as a farmer. People would be cooking meals. People would be doing all the normal things of life in that day and age. Now, you know, Noah was building that ark, Noah and his family, for about 120 years. <laughs> That's staggering for us. 120 years to build one huge, enormous, seagoing vessel? Well, of course, they didn't have the technology we have today. They had to do everything basically by hand and piece by piece. And there were only Noah and his three sons, Noah's wife, and three daughters-in-law. Now, how much they all did, how much the daughters-in-law and the wife did in constructing the ark, we're not told. Did Noah ever hire laborers? Well, maybe. 
along the way, from time to time, perhaps, we're not told. Maybe it was just him and his three boys did all of the work, physical labor, that went into building that ark. It took about 120 years. Now, during all of that time, what were the, all the other people around them doing? Going about their normal affairs, daily routines, living their life as they always did, going to bed at night, getting up in the morning, eating their meals, doing their work, whatever they normally did, week after week, month after month, year after year, for 120 years. But then what happened? What did Jesus say? They did not know until the flood came and took them all away. One day, everything changed. Everything changed one day. It started raining. You know, there's no indication in Scripture that it ever rained until that day. Rain is part of our reality regularly. We look forward to it. We need it to replenish the water sources. But there's no indication in Scripture that it ever rained until that day. God watered the ground with a mist, it says, going back into uh, the first couple of chapters of Genesis. But it started raining that day. But it wasn't just the rain. The scriptural account tells us that God opened up the fountains of the deep. There are tremendous resources of water in the crust of the earth. And God opened those up. Probably we're talking about earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanic eruptions. You see, everything changed one day. The people who had been going on for about 120 years, walking by and noticing Noah and his family continuing to build that ark year after year, looking at the progress from one month to another, or seeming lack of progress in some cases, perhaps, but then seeing it from year to year and seeing the things go up and everything taking form and shape and everything. And, but it was just year after year after year after year after year. For about 120 years, everything went on the same. But then one day, everything changed. And the floodwaters came. And what does Jesus say? Took them all away. All of humanity was destroyed with the exception of Noah and his family. Eight precious souls. The rest of the people, you see, even though many of them had observed Noah and his family building that ark on a regular basis for all of those years, all of those decades, undoubtedly many of them saw all of that going on and on and on, but did not change their way of life did not get them ready. They might have made fun of Noah and his family, ridiculed them. I suspect that probably happened to some degree. But you see, then the day came when they needed to be ready for the floodwaters, but they weren't ready. Only Noah and his family were ready. Jesus said that's what it's going to be like on the day of judgment when he comes again to judge mankind all will stand before him at the at his judgment seat second corinthians 5 and verse 10 and give account of the things done in the body whether good or bad 
according to what he has done. Each one of us, individually. Will you be ready for that day? Jesus said the people of Noah's day weren't ready. That was a judgment day for them. They weren't ready. We go on to verse 40. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. And he's talking about, he's projecting now to the final day of judgment when he comes again. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. What about the one taken? Oh, he'll be ready. He'll meet the Lord in the air. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, or chapter 2. But the other one, he'll be left in the field. He won't be ready. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. The one taken to meet the Lord, she'll be ready. The other woman grinding at the mill, she'll be left. She won't be ready. What does Jesus say? Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Will he come in 10 years? Will he come in 25 years? Will he come in 50 years? What about next year? Will he come next year? Will he come tomorrow? Or later today? Jesus says, you don't know what hour your Lord is coming. And so, how will you be prepared? Always be on watch. Always be ready. Know this, he goes on and says, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, Here's the key. You also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So, are you ready? The Lord is coming. You don't know when, but you need to be ready whenever it might be. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Thanking, thank you for giving us the guidelines in your word through which we can be ready for your son to come back on that final day of judgment. Please guide us and help us to wake up and be alert and be ready. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.